Back to Outside the Box with Rocky Russo and Cristiano Simonetta on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to Outside the Box. It is 8.46 p.m. local time. I am Cristiano Simonetta. Rocky Russo is off tonight, but you heard from Lucas Wallen and Mason Marcellus. Boy, what a great job those two guys did for the last, you know, 35-plus minutes. We had one swear word that was bleeped out that is... uh, I'll, I'll give them that. that. That's fine. Like We can give them one per show. But, no, they did a fantastic job. And now I am very pleased to be joined by Lincoln Journal star columnist Tim Gray. Tim, what's up? Thanks so much for subbing in here. Thanks. Excited to be here. Yeah, and you have been here for how long? Let me get your quick story of not only your history of being a human being in, in Lincoln, <laughs> Nebraska, or around the Lincoln area, but when did you start uh, covering the Lincoln Stars? Uh, I believe it was around the... Second half of the 2015-16 season is when I took over. Um, luckily, you know, my first whole season, the Stars made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's been a while, but uh, excited for this year and see what the team can do. And the last time the Stars made the playoffs was 2017-18. They will be reaching the playoffs this year. They clinched a berth on Sunday. So can you take me through that year, the regular season, some storylines that stood out to you and maybe some features that you had on the guys? Uh, yeah, Paul Cotter was one of them. Uh, he especially made an impact in the in the playoffs. Uh, started calling him Putch, uh, Paul Clutch Cotter because he scored three game-winning goals in, in four games. Uh you know, they played Sioux Falls is when they uh, started that three-game series all in one venue. Mm-hmm. Um, Sioux Falls took the first one, and then I think Cotter scored an overtime goal, or he scored, scored in the third period, uh, game-winning goal, uh, scored an overtime goal, I believe, to clinch the series, and they played Waterloo. Scored another overtime goal before Waterloo eventually knocked Stars out of the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, that was a fun year. Kind of similar to the team this year where you got guys that, that can score, strappy, grind it out. You know, the last couple of coaches have been that kind of play style of, you know, grind, um, be faster than the other team, you know, kind of work hard in the forecheck. So. so, yeah, what is uh, probably the most similar thing about this year's Stars roster with that year's club, 2017-18? Uh, you know, just like I said, strappy, mm-hmm. um, always in on the on the forecheck, mm-hmm. um, first in on the puck like you talked about with Wallen earlier, um, and, and just guys that, uh, you know, make, make plays when they need to. It's not, you know, one guy, you know, it's not Aiden Thompson scoring every goal. It's the defense. Dalton Norris has had an outstanding year. Um, you know, he's probably the best scoring defenseman I've ever seen in this league. Um, you know, following the Stars, you know, my first hockey game ever was the Stars home opener in, in 96. So, you know, and those were some big names where you got David Backus, mm-hmm. Mick Berge, Brennan Bullig. And, you know, just seeing guys like now, uh, seeing that team, the way the team plays, you know, it's not just one guy that's making making plays. Who was, as a fan, when you were a Lincoln Stars fan, I know you are now, but I know you're impartial, uh, yep. your journalistic integrity there, but who was your favorite player to watch in uh, those years? David Backus. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you wear a Chicago Blackhawks hat. Tisk, tisk, tisk. 
Well, I know you're a Bruce fan. Yes. So. And you're from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, so. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, David Backus is always a guy I followed up. I, I kind of have, you know, a different path to hockey being out from Kearney or the Kearney area. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, you know, Tri-City season tickets. Conrad Reeder was always one of my favorites. Uh, Peter Menino. You know, I'm a big goalie guy, so I've always, always been, you know, impartial to, to goalies. So, you know, covering the stars, Peyton Jones is always one of my favorites because, you know, him and uh, Michael – I'm gonna screw his name up, but Bitzer, you know, <laughs> you know, they were a two goalie tandem when I first started covering the Stars, and then you know, Bitzer goes to Bemidji State, Jones goes to Penn State, and they're the two best goalies in the NCAA. So, I mean, I've always kind of been impartial to to stuff like that. Well, now you have two goaltenders this year, and Cameron Whitehead and Caden Embarico, both top ten goalies in the USHL. They're tied for sixth in the USHL with wins, with fourteen apiece. What have you noticed from those two guys in the crease? Because for me, I had Jake Musatelli, Ryan McKinchak, um, Connor Andrew Levitz my first year, and then you had uh, Ryan Willett and Aiden McCarthy my second year. And then you see this breakout performance from a guy like Cameron Whitehead who was selected in the 10th round of the USHL draft. You had Caden Embarico, sixth overall in the USHL draft, and they both have been playing out of their minds. I've really loved what I've seen from them as of late. Caden Embarico was just uh, released today, the USHL goaltender of the week for the second time in the last four weeks. But for you watching them up close, I know you come to practices a lot. Is there one thing that you've noticed from those two guys? Those two... I mean, you you talk about playoff teams, and that's the position you need to be strong at. I mean, you look at Tri-City, you know, every time they're top of the league, they have a two-goalie tandem or one of the best goalies in the league. And if you go back to the last two, you know, Stars playoff runs, you got Derek Shadig and Tomas Romanchko that, you know, led the Stars to playoffs. Um, And then, you know, before that, you had Peyton Jones, and I got to look here (laughs) because – Peyton Jones is a pretty good one, though. You yeah, told me he made a couple of 60-save games posted in the playoffs. That's I, I assume we're going to be seeing something like that uh, in the 22 or yeah 2022 Clark Cup playoffs with Lincoln. I yeah, bet. that that last game against Waterloo, he made 66, 66 saves and in, in a two overtime, you know, game, and that's one of those games that that kind of haunts Lincoln, I think, in the playoffs because. Arguably, you could have said that last goal was offsides, and you don't know what happens after. You know, if it gets saved, if it doesn't go in, you know, the stars. That was that was definitely a, a stars team that that could have won it all that year. Um, you know, but that that two goalie tandem. You know, Rocky's talked about it a lot this year. That you know, he's he's won a Robertson Cup with you know going with two goalies, and a lot of teams. You know, second half of the year, go all right. You're my guy. You get most of the starts, but I don't see that with this team. It's you know, it's going to be Cameron Whitehead and Caden Embarico the whole way, I believe. Yeah, it's like riding the hot hand, and I think Rocky and the coaching staff have done an excellent job of balancing that. But also with the the guys in front of them, whether it's defensemen that are going well, they'll give them more ice time forwards. They really know how to push buttons. Is there another coach you can compare Rocky and the staff to to maybe there was a situation in the past in big moments where they can provide that jolt to guys that maybe were underperforming or or just had a couple of rough games? Yeah, uh, if you're talking about past Stars coaches, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't even a head coach. It was Mick Berge, who was a former car crack champion with Lincoln. Um, He was an assistant coach. Um, you know, he just, 
He was one of those guys that got guys to have fun during practice. You know, there was a time where Chris Hartsburg went on to, to coach Team USA, and, you know, you, you bring in Derek Shadig, who came from Janesville. He wasn't even part of the USHL, <laughs> and wins goaltender of the week going, I think he went 4-0 in that, in that span. You know, not being part of the USHL and, you know, coming up from, from Janesville to, to earn a USHL honor where, you know, there's a lot of good goalies in the league. Um, you know, but Bergie was a guy that just kind of, you know, he wasn't hard, but he was, you know, brought the best out of the players by having fun. That's a very good point because there's that old school mentality of I'll just yell at you for, for 70 hours yeah. <laughs> and that'll get it out of you because or else. Yeah. But then there's that mixture of, okay, we can have fun and, and uh, really uh, enjoy what we're doing here. And I think that's what uh, this year's group has been doing. Tim, thank you so much for joining me. Next time we get you on, we're going to go through a whole deep dive of maybe previewing the Stars' first playoff series. Thank you so much for joining me and subbing in for this last couple of minutes yeah, here. No problem. Really yeah, quick, yeah. one last question, Tim. Your favorite story covering the Lincoln Stars, what was it? Uh, had to be probably one of the Omaha games. Dylan Wolf, captain. You know, six minutes left. Scrum behind the, the Stars' net. I think it was a, a close game, and, you know, players get tossed and you've got three stars that go to the locker room change and they go to the Zamboni pit to watch the last last six minutes of the game because you know some of those Omaha games haven't haven't been like the past but they've uh they got you know they get pretty scrappy sometimes you're listening outside the box on 93.7 the ticket we'll see you next week